Welcome to the Crunchy Behaviors Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Staler, and I'm a licensed psychologist, certified school psychologist, and a suburban hippie. But more importantly, I'm a mom of two living in the real world. I know that parenting is really hard, and I literally give parenting advice for a living. So I want to use this podcast to give you some practical tricks and tips to hopefully make things feel a little bit easier. This is going to be a place where we can talk about anything related to parenting, life, and balancing parenting with life. I'm so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Welcome, and if you're in the United States, happy day after the 4th. I am recording this on July 5th, and I feel like the city of Pittsburgh's kind of like recovering from all the excitement of yesterday, and we're just kind of like, the 4th of July happened on the Thursday this year, so it was like a holiday, and then everything has to go back to normal for a day, which is always tough, so, um, or at least it was tough in my house. I can't speak for everywhere, but I am going to answer a question today that I got at work and that someone actually asked me on Facebook. And I feel like it's been a minute since I've recorded a podcast. I mean, I introduced myself and then it was like radio silence. So I do apologize for that. But because this question I get a lot and I get it every year, um, I get the question like, why doesn't my kid like fireworks? Um, and I get variations on this question. Like, why doesn't my kid like insert something that everybody likes? You know, like, why doesn't my kid like parades? Why doesn't my kid like Christmas break? Why doesn't my kid like his birthday? There's, you know, we could expand out into any variation of this question, but the core of the issue is why doesn't my kid like something that most people like? So I'm going to talk about that today. Um, I am going to specifically talk about fireworks, but you can use the same principles for just about any situation. Um, so obviously yesterday was the fourth. It's a holiday. It's one that, you know, we as Americans like to shoot up explosives into the sky and watch them. And I am someone who really does like fireworks. I'm like joking sort of, but you know, it's a big thing. Um, and it's something that, I feel like is so common and such a part of the culture with 4th of July or celebrations in general, you know, like when the pirates hit a home run, they shoot off fireworks. Um, when the pirates were really bad, they would have fireworks night to get people to come to the stadium and they had to stay for the whole game to watch them. You know, like, I think that it's, you know, the idea of fireworks is generally one of, you know, they're beautiful and they're fun and it's, you know, a big showy, celebration kind of thing. But here's the thing. Not everybody likes fireworks. And I honestly think that the conversation about fireworks has improved. I think that there's a lot more awareness about how negatively impactful they can be for, you know, veterans with PTSD, right? Um, if you have PTSD and you hear all this booming, it's very triggering, you know, like that can cause significant issues. And I think that I've seen more more discussion about that specifically lately. I've also seen a lot of discussion about pets and fireworks and how scary that can be, especially since while fireworks are going on, usually like the owners aren't home and it can be kind of a scary situation. So I think that's really good as well. You know, just an increased awareness in general about, you know, what, what they can potentially do for others. Um, I don't see this as often 
post, but I think it's just as big of an issue, but like fireworks and kids on the spectrum. I had a friend post a really nice post about her son and how he just doesn't like fireworks. He doesn't understand them. They're loud. They're scary. And it really bothers him. And, you know, she shared that her expectation isn't that this time of year, like there'll be no fireworks, but like, it was like a Tuesday afternoon this week. I mean, I don't know about you, but like my neighbors have been shooting off fireworks all week. And, you know, sometimes that makes sense. Like last night, sometimes that don't like in the middle of the day on, you know, Monday, for example, but her, her point was that, you know, it's not, it's not fun for everybody. And I thought that that was a really great point to share. And I hope that people talk about it more because, you know, it is, they're very, you can't, you can't ignore them. You know, like, it's not like if fireworks are happening near your house, if you don't like them, you can just like pretend like it's not happening. They're, they're quite, they're quite loud. Um, so the question I got was, you know, like their family goes to fireworks together and their daughter just, she, she doesn't like them. She freaks out and they just don't understand why they're supposed to be fun. And like, like I said, I get this variation of question all the time. Like, why don't they like this? It's supposed to be fun. So yes, I will agree that like a lot of people like fireworks. Most people, in fact, um, not everybody though. And my son doesn't like fireworks. So I'm going to share a little William story and kind of talk about what happened with him at the fireworks and what I did. And then we'll kind of expand out to, you know, talk in general about what to do when your kid doesn't like something. So, um, my kids, I guess I never really thought about this, but my kids have never gone to the fireworks before. Like we, um, have always been not strict about bedtime. I wouldn't say like, we're not like, Oh, if we're not home right at eight o'clock, everything's going to go to hell or anything. But, um, we, we do honor our bedtime pretty much. And, you know, William especially is pretty like he gets up at the same time, no matter what time he goes to bed. So since fireworks start so late, we generally just, it's never really been like a priority, but this year the kids wanted to go and we decided, yeah, like, why not? So we actually went on the third, our community had fireworks on the third and we went to the community center and the kids were really excited. But if you've ever gone to fireworks or any event in the community, you know that it's a process, you know, there's traffic, there's, you know, parking people yelling at everybody. You park far away, you walk, you know, like it's, it's a whole thing. So we got, we got to the center and there's music and lights and activities for kids. And we were just hanging out beforehand and, you know, the kids were having a great time. William was all excited as he tends to be. He was playing football with his dad. He was playing in the sand. Like he was a little, like a little up, I would say. And I should have started to see that as a sign that, you know, things might not be awesome later on, but I, I did not see that as a sign. And I missed, you know, like I, I should have known, like I, the the signs were there. I just did not see them. So, you know, we're like going on with our, our day and having, you know, this time and everything. And, um, so the lights dim and I can see that William is like scanning like crazy. So like it was our first time at 
this particular place for fireworks. Like I said, we've never taken the kids. So like we've always done different things for fireworks when it was just Mark and I, and he's scanning and I could tell he's a little nervous because he didn't know where the fireworks were going to come from, which, you know, I was scanning too. Like I was scanning because I didn't want to miss them. (laughs) And he was scanning because he was on the verge of freaking out. But um, nonetheless, he was scanning. And then the first one went up and it startled him and he lost his mind. Like I'm not talking like a couple little silent tears. I am talking about he slammed his hands on his ears, turned bright red, started to shake and screamed his head off, like total meltdown, like immediately. Um, and because I missed the signs that he was going to freak out and I just didn't think of it as a possibility, Mark and I really hadn't come up with a plan for what we would do if that happened. Um, and we also positioned ourselves like pretty solidly in the middle of everything. So, you know, we exchanged looks and he stayed with Evelyn and I took William and we started walking to the car. But like I said, we were parked really far away and we were kind of in the middle of everything. So it's not like I could be like, Hey guys, like fireworks are a little bit much for this little kid. Like let's, let's pause for a second so I can get him out of here. Like it doesn't work like that. So they're still going and he's still freaking out and I'm walking in front of people and weaving blankets and chairs and everybody's like, kind of like looking at me, like, what is wrong with your kid? Like I was, you know, getting the side eye and like people were going like, like fireworks are in the sky, right? Like it's not like me and a five-year-old walking through is going to disrupt your view and you know, all that serious of a way, but I was getting a lot of looks and I was starting to feel like kind of uncomfortable And I guess a little embarrassed, honestly, like everybody else was there. There were kids much younger than him doing fine. My daughter was doing fine. Um, So I was kind of like feeling myself and this like anxiety and tension building up. And so as we're walking and again, I'm just like trying to get out of there and he's still freaking out. Um, But I see him look back and I'm like, huh. Like, cause he hadn't like from the minute we left, like he like was like beeline to the car, which again, very far away. We had, we had a walk (laughs) ahead of us, um, nary an adventure really. And so I see him kind of glance back. So I take the opportunity, like I notice that moment and I take the opportunity and ask him if he wants to stop and look, and he shakes his head like real hard. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. So I'm like, okay, let's keep going. So we kept walking and then I see him look back again. And he stopped for a second. I was like, okay. So I took that opportunity to ask him a question. And I use this question with William a lot. This is not something that I came up with on the spot. But I asked him, I'm like, William, what part is scary for you? And I use that that wording a lot with him because he does run anxious. I have, you know, I've, I've we've practiced this. So he knew what that meant. Um And he wasn't really able to give me an answer. He just kind of like, he was still watching. He was still crying. He had his hands on his ears still. And I was like, William, what part is scary? Is it the noise or that you don't know when they're going to happen? And he told me, he's like, I don't know when they're going to happen. And let me preface this. Like, those are not things that I just like pulled out of nowhere. Okay. Like, I know that William is a little bit noise sensitive, Um, remember how I said I should have known that he was going to have a problem. 
like he freaks out whenever I put my blender on if he doesn't know what's going to happen or like automatic toilets flushing in restrooms. So like all the signs were there really. Like I, like I missed, I missed it, but there was, there were signs for sure. So we, like I had all that groundwork. So I knew which questions to ask because I like, those are problems for him. So once I knew that the part that was scaring him was that they were unexpected. Then I had a little bit more like, like ability to help him. Okay. So I, I'm like, listen, William, like, and we, I kind of like pulled him close to me. So he felt comforted. And I told him to look at the fireworks and we started to watch, you know, like there's that little trail of light going up right before there's a firework. I showed him that. And once he could kind of track that, he, I could feel him calm a little bit. He wasn't crying anymore. His body, like, like you could see the tension kind of come out. He was still really wary and he still had his hands on his ears, but he, he was a little bit more comforted. Okay. So he, um, I could see it, you know, he, he just released a little bit of that tension. So, um, after he watched like that for maybe like two minutes or so. And then, you know, those really like small, bright, loud fireworks, a couple of those happened, scared him. And really it was just the same thing. You know, it was unexpected how much louder those were than other ones. So that scared him. And, you know, we kind of started the whole process over again, not, but not to the extent we were at before. So, he wanted to start walking again. Um, at this point, Mark and Evelyn were with us and we just kind of, we watched the show that way. You know, we would walk a little bit, he would get curious and stop and, um, watch for a little bit. He'd get scared and then we keep walking and we just kind of, we still saw the show. It just was a little bit different than what I expected. So let's unpack this a little bit. Okay. Um, I've said this a couple times, but I should have known that William was going to freak out. Like I, like all of the signs were there. I miss them. And I think I miss them because first of all, he said he wanted to go. He's five. He doesn't, he doesn't know. Um, but you know, I thought his excitement would kind of like outweigh the stuff that scares him. I should know better than that, but I mean, it's, it's just what happens. So, um, here's the thing about excitement. Um, and I don't know if you know this or not, but like excitement and anxiety feel the same in your body. Like your body reacts the same way. So think about a time when you're excited, you know, like something you're about to do that's exciting. Your body feels exactly the same way when you're anxious. It's just, you think about it differently. So for William, even if the fireworks were exciting for him because he's an anxious kid and his body feels the same way, like that's going to bother him. Okay. So that's an important distinction to make. And it's, it's something that like, you can like always remind yourself. So like kids who run anxious do tend to have a harder time with things that are exciting. And it's not that they don't like those things. It's just, it feels the same as anxiety in their body. And because they're anxious, um, that's uncomfortable. And it's a feeling to be avoided. Kids who aren't anxious, my daughter isn't particularly an anxious kid. When she gets excited, she's excited. And she doesn't have the same reaction to doing new things or trying new things that William does. Like the first time we went to an amusement park, she was two 
and he was four and she would get on everything right away, put her hands up, excited. He got scared. He was anxious. He ended up liking the things, but to get him on any ride initially was a push. So just that's, that's one piece of this. Okay. Um, the second piece is that I had my own expectations of what was going to happen for this. I, I had an idea in my head, whether I realized that or not, I definitely did picture us all sitting on the blanket together, watching the fireworks. And when that changed, like I had a hard time adjusting because first of all, I didn't see it coming because of the things I just said, (laughs) but also because it was unexpected and you know, it, it changed my plan and it changed my night. So I had to adjust. Um, and the third thing is like, you know, I think that it's just, it's just hard to know what things are going to be triggering for kids. And, you know, I'm really fortunate because William is really articulate and he, you know, is really good at talking about what's wrong and what's bothering him and why. And I'm really grateful that he can do that. Um, not all kids can, and he's really good at it. And, you know, in another episode, I'll probably talk about, he's sometimes a little too all up in his feels, but I think that his, his ability to do that, but he had never been to fireworks before. So he couldn't be like, Hey mom, like, like, don't you think that the, the sudden unexpected loudness of the fireworks is going to startle me and cause me to have a meltdown of sorts? Like he, he didn't prep me for that. So I, you know, I think there were a lot of things kind of clouding the, the situation for me. And, um, and then like when it happened, of course, and you know, I feel like when kids freak out in general and you're in public, it's, it's embarrassing. And there's not really another like way to describe that. I would say like, you know, he didn't do anything wrong and I didn't do anything wrong. And honestly, like if I could go back, I don't know that anyone was actually like being judgmental. It felt like that to me in the moment, but I don't know that that's true necessarily. I think that it's just as likely that they were like, oh, I've been there, you know, but that's not how it felt in the moment, which made everything feel harder. So all of this, (laughs) all of this chatter and all of this story, just to say that um, when your kid doesn't like something that, you know, it's kind of expected that is a fun thing, right? Like we have like different things that are labeled fun. Like fireworks are supposed to be fun. Amusement parks are supposed to be fun. Birthdays are fun. Parades are fun. Um, Just because it's expected to be fun does not mean that that's going to be the experience for your kid. And that's okay. So I think that in all of those situations, there's a number of things that you can kind of unpack to see like, yeah, there's issues here, but let's just for now, for the sake of today, let's just talk about fireworks. Okay. So fireworks are loud, obviously, and they happen quickly and kind of unexpectedly. They're very bright. Um, when they go off, there's that smoke and kind of a smell about it. Um, that can bother some people when there's fireworks. Usually there's a crowd. So there's a lot of people around, which can be problematic. Um, a lot of times they happen late, so kids may be tired when they happen. Um, there's just a whole host of things. You know, like we sat on a blanket. Like that could be uncomfortable. There's a lot of triggers. So I think like 
knowing your kid is really important here and knowing the kind of things that are like problematic for your kid. And then like you can plan, you know, like if I would have thought ahead of time, like we could have had headphones for William. He said on the way, he's like, we really should have brought my headphones. (laughs) I was like, yeah, you're right. We should have. Um, he was thirsty and we just, you know, like we didn't plan as well as we probably could have. Um, I don't think that headphones and a drink would have made a huge difference, but it might have. And I think that just like knowing ahead of time, like it, you can manage triggers that way. Um, the other thing is like, there's no shame in like a situation like that. Like if it doesn't work out, like getting out of there, that's what I decided to do. I wasn't going to just make him sit there and scream. It would have like stressed him out. It would have stressed me out and it would have like disrupted everybody else around me. I think that there's battles that are worth having. Um, and I'll talk about that in another episode, like what, you know, how to pick your battles and when to pick and when to not. But like for me, fireworks isn't really a battle that you necessarily need to pick. Um, the exception to that would be like, if your kid, if it was important to your kid to go. And I did ask William after, um, after everything and he does want to go and he wants to try again and he wants to be more prepared. So we're going to do it. We're going to see how it goes. But I think that, you know, there's times where we absolutely have to push through some of this fear. Um, and there's times that, you know, I don't think that we have to, like, if you live somewhere where you can hear fireworks at your house, like, yeah, there has to be a level of comfort in being able to handle them going off, of course. But I don't think that it needs to be like, you know, you got to, it's the 4th of July. So we have to be able to go sit with hundreds of people and watch the fire in the sky. Like to me, that doesn't matter if that's something that's important to you. That's a different conversation. But like, at least for me, if William really didn't want to go, I wouldn't push the issue, at least not yet. I think eventually I would, but, um, but he said he's ready to try again. So that was a fairly long way of talking about, you know, something that happens pretty often. Um, and just as a quick recap, you know, like there's lots of reasons why kids may not like things that are supposed to be fun. I wish you could see my air quotes, but like supposed to be fun. Um, you know, there's lots of reasons for that. Um, and I think that pinpointing what part of it is scary can be really helpful in troubleshooting and planning for the next time. So like, you know, take William and the fireworks. If I didn't know that, you know, it was because it was unexpected. There wasn't like, I wasn't going to be able to help him as well as I could. And I still, it wasn't perfect. He continued to cry. He got startled several more times, but it helped a lot. And being able to help him in that moment helped me in that moment, because, you know, aside from feeling embarrassed and a little frustrated and, you know, I felt bad (laughs) and I felt really bad that I didn't see it coming and I didn't plan well enough that I could have prevented it for him. Cause that's like what it comes down to, right? Like as parents, like we don't want our kids to be unhappy. That's why we do all this stuff, right? Like I didn't trudge up the hill to watch the fireworks, you know, for myself and, you know, maybe I would have, but in this situation, like we did that because we wanted our kids to have a certain experience. It wasn't about me. And I think that, you know, that's something to keep in mind too. So, um, I hope that you enjoyed this and I hope that it, you know, kind of shed a little clarity on a pretty big issue. I mean, like this comes up often and, you know, I think that 
you can apply the same principle to any situation. I think that, you know, just sub in what part scares you and you can kind of dig into a little bit about what piece is bothering your kid. And that really gives you a lot of power in being able to help them. So thank you so much for listening today. Um, If you're interested in finding me on the interwebs, I have a Facebook page, Dr. Katie Staler. Um, I also have an Instagram, Dr. Katie Staler, or you can find me at my website, www.drkatiestaler.com. We're keeping it nice and easy for y'all, but thanks for listening. If you have a specific question or something you want to hear me talk about, please let me know because I'm still trying to figure out how this whole thing's going to go. Am I just going to talk about things as it pops up for me. It's, I find it more helpful if you let me know and then I kind of respond. So enjoy the rest of your day and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.